In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. And we are honored to have in our studio today uh, Penny Reynolds with Sisu Youth. And she has brought Tori along with her today. Hey. To, yeah, say, <laughs> yeah. say howdy, Penny. Uh, hey, how's it going? It's going great. Welcome Thank you for to the joining show. us. Yeah. Thank You're you for welcome. having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having Tori. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is great. We're going to talk about Sisu Youth, which is something, Penny, that you have founded here in Oklahoma City. Um, if you could go ahead, we'll just start out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what CSU Youth is? I started CSU Youth um, to address the issue of youth homelessness in Oklahoma City that has not been addressed. I was looking for resources for youth uh, in crisis. It began as trying to find LGBT youth mm-hmm. resources that uh, could assure a kid who is um, gay or transgender that they could you know, go to an attorney or a doctor or, or, um, get their health care needs met without any judgment and Mm -hmm. in a comfortable environment. And in that, um, the one thing I couldn't find was shelter for, for these young people. And a lot of the, uh, 40% of homeless youth identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, LGBT. That's a large amount. That is a large amount. Um, and so, you know, I, I came at it from that perspective initially, um, I found that there wasn't any shelter specifically for LGBT, and then I discovered there wasn't any shelter for any youth in Oklahoma City, unless you're in the care of uh, OKDHS. And I found since then about one out of four of our kids have had um, uh, experiences with DHS or been in and out of state custody. But that's one out of four. Three out of four have not had any um, history in DHS, so that leaves three out of four without any (coughs) options. If you're under 18... There aren't any options for shelter, emergency shelter overnight. Um, and if you're over 18, you go to the adult shelters. And mm-hmm. um, that can be really uncomfortable for kids who just turned 18, 19. Right. And so um, the idea was to start services for for under 18. Uh, the average age that kids start running away, about 12 years old. The national average, 14 years old. Um, but in Oklahoma City, a lot, um, DHS will intervene in a lot of those cases where they're younger. Mm-hmm. But for the um, homeless liaisons in the school district, it's harder for them to get their kids that haven't dropped out of school, that have made it to 11th and 12th grade, hard for them to, to get into state care because we have over 12,000 kids in OK DHS custody. They're overwhelmed. 12, really? <laughs> I, I believe that's the number. Um, I don't want to misstate the number, but it's close to twelve thousand. Uh, last that I and so understood. you you initially had started out with it being under eighteen, but do you serve anybody yeah, the, over eighteen? The, the age that we serve, we say, is fifteen to twenty four years old. Fifteen to twenty four. Okay. Um, a lot of the transitional age youth programs uh, cut off it uh, on the twenty fifth birthday, so that's kind of what okay. we go by. Because um, we had been uh, speaking with Jason Dunnington. Uh, 
couple of episodes ago, but you know, one of the things that we've been explaining was initially when I heard about CC Youth, I initially heard about it as being an organization um, to help uh, LGBT youth, but you actually, it's not just that. Like, you actually help all youth. Right. You're not just... Immediately when I, I discovered that there just wasn't anything for any of the kids, I my mind was blown, and I, I searched all the resources in the area uh, with... With my initial work, I, I got like nine pages of resources together for LGBT youth. Um, I called every university in the state and college campus, called their student activities office, found out if they had a gay-straight alliance, and got mm-hmm. the name of the faculty advisor for that gay-straight alliance. And so all the kid had to, had to do is like look at our, our, our resource list and find out where there's a gay-straight alliance in their area, whether in the Panhandle or, or down in Hugo, or there, you know, to know if there's a resource that they can go to in their area. But um, so that's what I, I started doing with youth experiencing homelessness was just calling every agency in town to see what, how they can assist these youth. Right. Um, and that's when I found out there is Carolyn Williams Center. And um, sometimes they've been able to offer emergency shelter um, uh, through the Neighborhood Services Organization, Carol Williams Program. Um, that's her 18 to 23 year old males and it's, uh, an independent living program. So Mm -hmm. there's apartments there and these young men can go and, and get on their feet from there. So it's a great program, but just for, I got kicked out of the house tonight, sleeping on the street. Oh, is there some place I can get a bed tonight? There's just nothing. And now there is, there will be there. There (laughs) Yeah. We, we have the shelter space, Uh um, you know, it's available to us, but we have I don't want to put kids in there until I can consistently offer them care. For, okay. So I want the funding to be able to consistently operate for a year so that I don't offer them something for 30 days and then like, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, we can't find the funding this month, so you guys go back to the street. Because uh, in, initially this work started off as just peddling my ideas around town, and um, a family was able to offer me um, um, space in their business complex mm-hmm. To, to start working and see what we could do. And it became our day center. And from that day center, we were able to kind of assist young people getting connected with resources and offer food, clothing, and hygiene products. But the need is so overwhelming. Sure. And the heartbreak is so enormous whenever you can help a kid during the day and then you have to just drop them off at 7-Eleven at the end of the day and hope you see them that oh, next wow, that's Thursday. Crazy. That's horrible. So... Um, and there's times even when a young person has their own apartment or something that they really need some companionship. They need somebody right. that evening, and they could come stay with us at Sisu that night just to help them get through the nights. Because experiencing that in the first place is very traumatic. Um, and even when you are in that apartment, you still need support. You still need support. So um, we, we don't just try to help young people get in their apartments and then see you later. We, we're kind of a, a, a family to them, a support system. So it's That's wonderful. I, I kind of scaled back services at Christmas. Um, I told a young guy I was going to come back and try to give him help. I, it took me four days of outreach, found him, took him to Jesus' house. Great program over there. I love those guys. They made a call for him that night. He was gone before uh, the next morning before staff got there. So... He was just out on the street again, you know, this night, maybe he was, I think he was 19. Um, and I just thought if I would have, and, and then another freeze happened, you know, that, that mm-hmm. night. But if I would have just had that shelter, I could have taken him back there. Right. 
and I've been able to help them the next day. So there are long-term services, Hope Community Services, another great um, social service resource in our community. They offer um, housing programs for um, young young people 17 to 24. They would go younger, but apartment complexes don't want that liability of right. renting. They have maybe one apartment complex that will rent to a 17-year-old. Um, you know, they would offer services to any kid who wanted to become independent. And a lot of these kids very well could become independent if they had the assistance. Sure. But um, <coughs> through Hope Community <coughs> Services, they're able to assist these um, kids with getting into an apartment and then help them with rent up to a year, the, whole, the, entire, the entire rent, and then stair step up, up to where they're making the full payment. Um, but it's, it's a great program, but sometimes it can take, maybe it's as quick as two weeks, but average maybe three or four weeks, maybe six weeks, depending on how committed the kid, mm -hmm. the young person is to the program and um, how quickly the whole process happens. So, so in that four, four to six weeks, they don't have a place to stay until they get at that apartment. So is that kind of what you're aiming then is you could be that gap to fill that, right. that four to six weeks then? Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So first of all, what, what the, the word SISU, it's spelled S I S U. Yes. Uh, what is, that? is that a name, an acronym or? Um, it's a word from Finland. It's uh, kind of the spirit of, of Finland. Um, and the, Rough translation is uh, to succeed against extreme adversity, uh, to see on, beyond your present limitations, know that some, there's something better out there and that you can achieve that. So I loved that very word. Cool. So, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's very appropriate for these kids. On the website, I actually have the definition of it. Um, but the spelling of it, S-I-S-U. Yeah. And I like the number four, tenacity, resilience, bravery. Yes. Because to be somebody, be that young and to be stuck out on the street to to go and try to seek help and find somebody who, you know, can give you that kind of support that all that requires, you know, some kind of bravery and resilience and not giving up. Yes. So you what you probably come across some great kids out there who just oh, yeah. need somebody to care for them. Yeah. I mean, we all know how we'd feel if if. If we didn't have family, we didn't have a support system, and we didn't feel like you—you you just feel invisible. I—I yeah. I experienced some uh, homelessness as nineteen and twenty-year-old, and most most of mine was just because I felt like a burden. You know, different circumstances had happened. I thought I could take care of myself. I grew up in a family with you know mental mental health issues and um, just a lot of instability. Great family, but I didn't want to have to depend on them. And then when things didn't work out when I was that age, I ended up, you know, sleeping in my car. I still made it to work, but um, mm -hmm. just one thing led to another. And um, I was able to, to come out of homelessness and, and all that. But it's very scary in that moment when you don't know where you're going to sleep that night. And after a while, you feel like a burden and you don't want to ask somebody to stay the night. And, right. you know, you'll, you know. So then you've, you've been there. You've experienced it, and so you're coming at this, you know, with right a way to identify with the people that you're helping. Right. Um. So where where are you located right now? Is this going to where you are right now? Is this going to be your permanent location? This is where the the resource center will always be. Well, ideally, my dream is have this campus like facility downtown. Okay. That's very much like a. a a campus environment where you go and there's like a cafe and there's, there's, totally. uh, um, 
college counselors talking to young people and case managers from the um, from the different health clinics and um, uh, counseling agencies sound and we just meet the kids where they are and anywhere from town these kids could get there so there'd be this campus environment and these dorms for the young people who do, don't have a place to stay the night awesome. but until we can raise the funds to do that right. we'll do what we can <laughs> and what we can do right now is work from our day center which is off of I-40 and Meridian Okay. And um, we're by appointment this summer because we're we're all volunteer and we have been since the day we opened. Um, all the money that comes in goes back um, into the programs, um, sending kids on um, school trips and um, helping with um, getting them into their apartments and and uniforms for work. So yeah. all the money that we raised last year, um, it, it just went right back into the program. Yeah. So. Well, Tori, you want to tell us a little bit about what happened to you and, and how you found Penny and how Sisu helped you out? As, as much or as little as, as, as you As much as little as you want. And they, and they can edit. That's why I had to stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was dropped off um, the day before I turned 18. My parents, we didn't get along very well, so we both decided that, bye, we don't need to be... Mm-hmm. around each other. So I went to go stay in the shelter. I didn't really know anybody in Oklahoma City. Did they City. bring you to the Sisu shelter? Or? No, they dropped me off with two of my friends. Okay. And we ended up falling out. So I went to go stay at the um, mission. Mm-hmm. And um, it was terrible. I had just had enough. I went to go try to get my ID. And when they told me that I'd have to go to a different building, I just... I lost it. I started crying. So one of the workers called Penny. Penny came up there, and we've been all smiles. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And and what is what has Penny helped you do? Like, what are some of the? Um. The first thing I needed was counseling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she got me linked with North Care. Okay. And then I got housing. And now it's just. She's my support. That's awesome. So, so you have an apartment of your own. Mm-hmm. You're not on the streets. No, it's um, it's it's kind of hard, even though they pay a hundred percent of your rent. Right. Um. And whatever's left over goes to your utilities, mm-hmm. and you have to make up the rest. But if you don't have a job, that's not that always that easy. But. Right. You you try to give back and you try to help other people. Sometimes it works and sometimes they completely bite your back. But like you try to do what you can to do what it, what other people did for you. So you think then you'll still be involved with Sisu then in the future and helping out other people that kind of of course I'm going to wear a lot of hats at Sisu. I'll be the security <laughs> guard and then after I pick them up from the takedown I gave them I'll band-aid them because I'll be a nurse. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Are, is that actually something like you're going to school for? Become a nurse? Um, after I graduate this year, I'm going to go to nursing school. Oh. Uh, Tori enrolled back in um, in high school this year. Excellent. Very proud awesome. of her. Congratulations. And he sent me to college. That was fun. I had fun in Colorado. She's in band, and um, they were going on a, a their trip to Colorado, so Tori was able to do that. <coughs> All right, so you play the saxophone, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. It's fun, but now I'm going to be doing color guard this year for band. Excellent. Uh, All right. There's some, there, there, there's some fellow band geeks in the room with you here. Awesome. <laughs> these, these two guys. I knew it. <laughs> band kids rule. 
<laughs> yes. So, yeah, um, wh- what you said you're you're not currently offering. Um, you don't have the ability to like house people overnight, but you're offering day services. I mean, what's the scope of that? Like, you, you talk about hygiene products like that, but. Do you have counselors that come into the center, or you are they all like you send them off? Well, before Christmas break um, last year, we just ran. I say we, uh, me and me and my fiance. I can mm. say now, my future <laughs> wife. Um, we started Sisu um, together, and then her work has taken her to where she can't she can't work at Sisu very much. Um, so. As the year went on, we started in the summer. As the year went on, I we're always having gr- great volunteers want to help out, and we were able to utilize a lot of the the help from volunteers throughout the year last year. And with that, we were able to commit to ha- being open one day a week to serve youth. So Thursdays, eleven to five, they could come in. It was pretty much just hang out. Um, catch up on clothing, make a food bag, um, case managers from the different um, social service programs in town would come and, and meet with the youth, Workforce mm-hmm. Oklahoma for jobs, uh, Healing Hands Health Clinic for health, um, Hope and North Care yeah. for housing and, and mental health care. So um, it, it, it when Thursdays were rolling, it was it was amazing. So many young people were coming in and out of there. And uh, community colleges were coming in and talking to the kids. We have connections all over town to, to connect these kids with whatever they feel like their path is and, and to help them tap into that confidence that I'm going to be okay. Right. This is, just, yeah. this is just temporary. But my future is, you know, is, is bright and we, I can be whatever I want to be. We just want to help them understand that about themselves. But on, on those Thursdays... Um, so much was accomplished. Um, at noon, we would have, for a while, we had uh, counselors from the community volunteering, and we were doing group therapy, mm-hmm. kind of with a, a trauma, PTSD um, thought behind the, the counseling. And we all kind of talked about our experiences and, and you know, what, and our, what there's... our number was for the day of how we felt, 1 through 10. But yeah. or getting your hair done, or or, or getting, or getting yeah. your hair while done. getting counseling, while getting counseling. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but it was it was it's like a, a family feel, and it let me know that this works, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was inspiring to every kid. And there were a lot of relationships made there. Um, Dory and her BFF, and my family's huge now. <laughs> yeah. I I had one <laughs> person awesome. that I talked to when I came to Oklahoma City, and now I just know a lot of people. Yeah. Great. A lot of people. And even if there's someone not getting along with someone else in amongst the kids, they're still taking care of each other and they're right. still watching out for each other. Yeah, my brothers and I fought all the time growing up, so that's, yeah, that's but, just what yeah. it is. You're always going to have that yeah. dynamic. But it's, it's a support system that they didn't have before they walked through those doors. And, and some of these kids come in with just fully guarded because yep. no one has offered them something for nothing. You know, it, there's always a trade-off. You can stay here. But, but you know what you're going to give me. And whenever they come in and I'm like, I just want to make sure you have something to eat and you have some clothes and you can stay or you can go, but we're here for you. Right. It, it kind of blows their mind. And um, then they're able to let down their guard. And we have a conversation and we fill out some paperwork to kind of understand their story and how we can help them. Um, and there's a wide 
variety of stories. I mean, everybody from every runaways story is so to, different. You know, you people know. ask what you know, what are the experience of these kids that are, are homeless? And really, it's so diverse, the experiences. Every kid has a different experience. Right. Yeah, I mean, there really is no way to define it. And you guys also offer um, su- suicide prevention, kind of bringing attention to that, because there's a high rate of suicide amongst homeless teens as well. Right. And so that's something that you guys... We're always aware also. of it, right. and that's why that support system is so important. So whenever you feel Absolutely. like you're done, you're I give up, I quit, um, you can text one of your friends or you can text the CSU line, mm-hmm. um, or we list different agencies who are, you know, because we, we don't have the capacity to be able to help 24 hours a day, but, you know, Trevor Project and uh, right. the um, 1-800-TALK, um, there are a couple of crisis lines that are really always available when we can't be available. And then, but not only that too. Once you know they're connected with CSU, you develop oh, a, that, a support group. You I do want to give out that line. It's the the suicide prevention lifeline. It's one eight hundred two seven three talk. Yes. We'll um. Yes. 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 We'll get a listing of all this stuff and and put it on the right. site as well with the episode. I'm curious, like how how is the primary way that teens that are or youth that are out in these situations find out about your services because i imagine if you're homeless you're living in the street on your own you you don't have a cell phone or even regular access to the internet or i mean or even like you're saying you don't <coughs> even have people to talk to so i mean how how do you do you do something actively to like try to find the youth or is there is there some sort of a way that that information is spread like tori how did you find out about cc like how, I'm curious. i went to um Upward, Upward transitions to go get my ID, and I just started crying. And the guy saw how old oh, right. I he was, and he, he called he Penny. Penny and called her. So I just try to um, make or make our organization uh, make the community aware of the organization with this different social service agencies. Um, Upward transitions helps individuals experiencing homelessness get ID. They do wonderful work over there. Um, uh, I have calls from OKDHS. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, does from DHS... case managers? Um, with it, I got a call a little while back, and um, a young young man was aging out, wanting to get into Carolyn Williams pro- program, which mm-hmm. is a great program. <coughs> but it, it was going to take even a night or two to get the paperwork um, filled out or processed. Right. And she just needed a place for him, just for maybe one night or two nights, or just to know that there might be a place if he needs that. Yeah. Um, so. Talking to the different social service agencies, I also have relationships with all the homeless liaisons for the school districts. Okay. Um, and whenever we have that shelter, our our services are going to explode because uh, the number of calls I get from from college campuses, from mental health agencies, from uh, juvenile justice system, from DHS, all looking for just a bed for a night for a kid. Once they know that we have that shelter space, it's going to be, we'll fill it up every night because we can only, yeah. the shelter that we're being offered right now can only has capacity to handle 20 kids a night. And I guarantee oh, wow. we There's could fill, more than that. I Jeez. could walk downtown right now and, and get, tw- and fill that place up. Easily. Now you obviously have a presence on Facebook and it's really awesome to see you being active on there. Um, one of the other cool things that I see is, there are nights where some of the local restaurants around here will donate some of their earnings from a particular right. night 
to CCU's. Mm-hmm. Who are some of those people that have participated in that with you? Um, SMB Burgers has been great. Nature's Treasures, Nature's Treasures in Midwest City. Um, uh, Linda there has done a lot for our our organization. Um, Did Subway? No, not Subway. Um, one of the just one of the barbecue joints. Thing? It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the agencies that have helped we us out there. There, the thing is. It, it's limitless the amount of support we've gotten from the community, um, from individuals, from um, from locally owned businesses. I, I can ask for just the basics, and they're taken care of within the hour. That's fantastic. You know, but and and so we're taking care of of these kids kind of through that process. Um, but we just really want to take our 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 work up to the next level and be able to hire staff that can yep. be there full-time yeah. during the day at the day center and then full-time at, at, at the overnight shelter. We we have a partnership with Ali Fournay Center in New York City. That's a homeless youth organization homeless youth organization um, in Brooklyn, Manhattan, mm-hmm. Harlem, and their, their um, staff at Ali Fournay Center will fly down and train our staff. So oh, nice. we have everything set up. We are just... Need that basically just the funding that funding and I mean within thirty days we could have our shelter open and the next call we get we could say yes we do (laughs) have a bed for her tonight yes we do have a bed for him so to that end like how do how does an individual contribute to CSU how how can like for example our listeners say they hear this and they want to send money they want to volunteer like what is the channel to go through we have um, checks sent to us through the mail to our day center. That's at 1225 Sovereign Row, Suite 105, Oklahoma City, 73108, or on our website, www.csuyouth.org. We have a, a donate page, and you can don- donate online. Um, those are the two best ways to donate. Aside of, of, of money, um, we're always needing packable foods for our food pantry, mm-hmm. packable foods such as cans of chef boyardee or beef stew chicken dumplings flies off the shelf but um or those denty more microwave packs oh yeah beef jerky ramen noodles um granola bars packs of dust oh and especially um canned fruit but those kinds of things that are a little bit nutritious Mm -hmm. a little bit substantial that can be thrown in a backpack and taken we are always needing recycling of that we're always needing new socks uh and underwear um cool socks would be awesome some fun like short (laughs) socks or some super tall cool guy socks um and then deodorant is something that always runs out as well yeah and then hair and then not shampoo and conditioner but the thing other things you need for hair sure that we're always running long (coughs) so any of those things we we gratefully we are very grateful to have even if you can't donate money or anything like that there's still ways right and then not only that if if you don't have any of that you can still volunteer your time right and come and help out yes so yeah if if anybody out there is looking for a way to help definitely get out there and volunteer your time yeah yeah we'll definitely gather up as much as it's info from you as we can and and post it on our site as well yeah i'm sure you've got a ton of ideas as to uh things that you want to do in the future and ways to make it better because i mean you've only been around for a year so i mean it's still you're still in the growth phase for sure and yes we are we are developing we as have, you hit mile marks you know you can start implementing more and more things and offer yes. more and more help 
2014 was a, a, a big year for us in just, we wanted to do something. We didn't mm. want to just talk anymore. We wanted to do something. We opened the doors. We didn't know what to expect. And every Thursday was different. And we learned so much last year through just trial and error. And, um, you know, this year our board has gotten together and we've been very focused on our goal of what we need. And we need that shelter because without that shelter, we don't have the foundation to, to properly support right. these young people. We don't, we can't guarantee that they're going to be back tomorrow. And to really be able to help someone, you, they have to have a place to stay at night. They, they can't, don't. they can't go out there and do different things to be able to stay on somebody's floor and feel good enough about themselves the next day to go right. make that appointment. So, and then definitely just the continued support from the organization and having, you know, a family again or having a family for the first time, maybe in some instances. Yes. It's, it's, it's very important. Uh, the definition of homelessness is in a transition phase right now. The, the, the um, the HUD numbers on homelessness are taken from a point-in-time count, and the point-in-time goes out and on one night, and it counts the street homeless and the, the homeless living in, in the shelters, and, and that's kind of the numbers that have been recognized as our homeless population. Mm -hmm. And now, federally, people are trying to look at that number differently and try to get a better picture of homelessness, and with that, incorporate the McKinney-Vento numbers. McKinney-Vento's... Uh, McKinney-Vento Education Support Act. That is within our public school systems. Mm -hmm. And each school has a homeless liaison. Either one of the faculty takes that position or a, hom a homeless liaison is hired for, for the school district. And any kid that can be defined as homeless, you know, they're put, put into the McKinney-Vento's numbers. Okay. Um, the McKinney-Vento numbers statewide has put us, Oklahoma, as fifth in the nation for child homelessness oh at 44,000, almost 44,000 oh kids. Gosh. Um, at CSU, we have, um, we have gone to the Department of Education for the last two years, and we haven't put in for this year, but to get the McKinney-Vento numbers for just the metro area school districts from Piedmont to, to Paradwalla, mm -hmm. from North Edmond to, to Moore. And we found that there's this year, the number of homeless students in the Putnam city school districts, the number of youth who qualify as homeless in the Putnam city school districts is almost at 4,000 now in wow. Oklahoma city, almost 3,000 and in Middale, almost 3,000. And if you count the other school districts who have pretty minimal numbers comparatively, right. that puts our number of youth at risk of homelessness or actually homeless at nearly 10,000 just within the metro area. So we need a facility that can at least help 10,000 <laughs> ideally yes. keep striving and for that. At, and those numbers are from pre-K until dropout age uh -huh. or graduation. We also have a high dropout rate. We don't know if those are McKinney-Vento kids or not, right. but it's a concern. You well, know. Yeah. so just in light of that, whenever I learned about CSU, um, it was never on my radar that there was any kind of issue with youth homelessness. And then to learn about it, and then to learn how big of an issue that it is, mm -hmm. you know, it's 
it's shocking. It's right. really eye-opening. And when and when you really look at that number, 10,000, you think that there's 3.5 million people in the metro area. And then you think about driving around the city and seeing these kids walking down the street. You start thinking, that is possible. Right, yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, I can see there being 10,000 kids in need of support in the yeah. city. So... Um, so at CSU right now, we can't definitely can't support 10,000, right. but if we can just support you 20 start somewhere. at a time yeah. and then and then grow from there to to be able to have a call, have a place for these kids to go. Or, or to be able to have places, you know, have a place in Moore, have a place in Putnam City, have a place in downtown, yes. have a place in Edmond, have a place in Mid, you know, yes. make sure that there's a, you know, everybody can be served. Right, right. And we work with the the public library so that that's a resource we like to utilize these kids can go to the public library and and then the library can talk to them about their options and and that's the thing of it all the options they need options and and this would be a great option for the kids i imagine that is definitely something that quickly becomes the the theme of of someone who's in this situation is that i just don't have any options right so to hear that there's even one or or two things that yeah because even if you don't call you know, four five nine CSU. You know you can. Yeah. You know, so you might you might stay wherever you're going to stay tonight, but tomorrow maybe I'll just give them a call. See what was that number way. again? It was four zero five four five nine CSU seven four seven eight. Nice, excellent. Well, you guys are doing some amazing work, and keep it up. Um. Say so you look like you wanted to yeah. say something. Yeah, I had it. something to say about the whole school situation. Okay. Like. With the dropouts, I can understand why someone would drop out if they were homeless. Not only are you trying to support yourself, but then because you have no support for yourself, you have to do everything on your own. So you don't have, like, the nicest things or you don't always look the best or have everyone to talk to. And bullying is really hard with that. And that's where suicide just, like, comes into play people bully so bad and they don't know how it feels to be talked about it it's sometimes sad it's terrible well it's amazing that you can offer the support and that this can be something that as a community to help us get stronger yeah and it's that's absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. it really is so it's it's vital that we get um, this or any kind of program like this started, whether it's CSU or named yeah. anything else, whether we're able to, someone's able to offer um, in a professional way uh, right. shelter for these kids, one bed at a time, 20 beds. Um, it'd be great to have 400 yeah. beds I mean, at one they time. They need it, and we need to step up our game. Right. 100%. Right. It's it's important. Um, I, I I'd like to go back to the support that from the community if I can. Yeah, please do. On our webpage. Um, on the CSU Youth webpage, we, we have a um, sponsorship program and we've gone to small businesses in the area or individuals and for a minimum, do- min- minimum donation of $100, we list you as our, one of our community supports. Right. And so on our website, we have a page dedicated just, just to our community sponsors. <coughs> and they, you know, are invaluable to the work we do. And 
like in the work we do right now it's like i said it's all volunteer and we need enough just to get the gas to get where we're going and and the food just to and that's the the minimum we can do right now is just you know shampoo deodorant um food but even those are are dependent on items i when i can i will take food to the kids we serve or or you know deodorant or, or clothing um, and it's it's valuable, but even those hundred dollar do- donations, five dollar donations, ten dollar donations, allow us to at least go get those raviolis off the shelf and make right, sure yeah. th- these kids are at least getting something to eat tonight. Um, but I I would like to talk about the sponsors. Um, bad um, Bad Granny's Bazaar in the mm. Plaza District ah, did a fundraiser yes. for us the mm. other night. Right um, that was great. Um, the junk fairy, uh, she has a booth out there at Bad Granny's Bazaar, and whenever they heard about us, they wanted to do something. They had a clothing drive the other day, and um, we're very thankful for that. Um, it, it, it generated a lot of, of talk about youth homelessness uh, on social media, which which is great. If if nothing else, yeah, this work, getting the word out there, the out. and bringing attention to the issue of youth homelessness is 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 wonderful yeah. so um we thank bad grannies for being there for us and it seems like i've seen quite a few places uh, we we cover a lot of the districts on our show and it seems like i've come across you know people from uptown and plaza district you know helping out and yes uh the red cup over on uh class and they they have been giving us support um since we very first opened i went and talked to them and immediately the owners there said we'll help out however we can and and they started giving tipsy artist has been great Mm -hmm. um as soon as i talked to them they were you know writing their check um roller derby girls they were (laughs) (laughs) they were with us in the pride parade this year they they did wonderful um handing out our flyers and getting information out there and then also oklahoma city outlaws that they they're one of our community sponsors we love the roller derby girls yeah i love those girls yeah indian motorcycles um that the um owner there he's wonderful and as soon as i talked to him again he was ready to help nature's treasures in midwest city linda there she um has been one of my personal supports mm-hmm. for 20 years, and um, she would do anything for us. Um, that's amazing to hear how many people are, are yes. jumping in and supporting, and that's keep it up. Right, More so people jump on board. People on. are definitely talking about it, and I feel like as soon as somebody hears about it, I mean, that it's hard not to become concerned. It's not something that you forget about once you hear. And I like it that you went to Red Cup and let them know because that's kind of how the word got out to us right. yeah. a friend of ours named ron farrell who's a regular at red cup is the one who educated us about what you guys have been doing so yeah. as long as we keep talking the word the word will keep spreading i think yeah, people are listening about it see so youth loves ron farrell he has been supporting <laughs> us since the moment he yeah. heard too uh furniture uh, manual help you know uh financially um he brought a big load of food to us one day um he just he's been a a great great help to us we love him fantastic he's a great friend to have on your side yeah (laughs) without a doubt um anything else that you want to plug or anything else that you want to mention tori if you could tell oklahoma city anything that would help you know the kids our sisu kids what would you 
I mean, I think what you said was brilliant about the school and, and bullying because as someone, a lot of people want to know, are these kids getting back into school? Like, yes, they are. They're getting yeah. back into school. But. Well, and, that, and that's something you hear about. Bullying's been kind of a hot button issue in general lately. But like you're saying, Tori, I mean, I can only imagine, I mean, not being homeless when going up and going to school. I remember being made fun of for wearing this weird shoes or whatever, not having the coolest thing. I can only imagine if you don't have a support structure or resources at all to even maybe even clean your clothes or wear right. clean clothes every day, the, the horrific things that could go on. So maybe that's, a, I mean, I feel like CISU is just a bunch of ideas, but maybe that's an idea for a program that we could start is, Absolutely. is uh, you know, adopt a student and you can kind of yeah. adopt a student and make sure they're getting some, you know, they're looking good when they go to school so yeah. they can feel good about themselves. Sure. And Everyone needs someone. Like, Help. it's hard when you have mental health or behavioral health whatever issues and then on top of that you had homelessness and then yeah. unemployment and then in other kids situations being a minor so certain places you can't be or you're in the system DHS and sometimes that's not always the most helpful thing right. and so. it you just like me. That's a lot of burdens lot of to have weighing, weighing down on you. So that's, you know, without a support structure, that's rough. That's terrible. And yeah. But, it, but even having that one support, you know, right. um, if we did have like an adopt a student program and be able to, to know that someone was kind of looking out for you, that's. So yeah, that you can't, you do really have somebody that at that point you can call and rely on. With mm-hmm. uh, with your donation, like you said, you can go online and make a donation. Is it designed that it's just a one time thing, or can people like sign up for like a monthly? Contri- yeah, we have we have um, a couple of donors who who have <coughs> recurring recurring donations, mm-hmm. recurring donations. Yeah, uh, monthly. So it, right now our our pay, our donation system runs through PayPal, and it's just okay. the basic PayPal uh, button, but it, it does have a. a a recurring option. That's correct. Yeah. Because cool. that's a big thing. People don't think about it, but I mean, you know, even like you're saying $5 a month to your organization could probably mean a lot because it could be at least one, one youth right. getting that thing. Or like you're saying, you're trying to establish this overnight thing. You're going to need regular funding. Even if you got the money to get it all set up today, you're going to need money to continue to support that for the future. So that's correct for what people would, you know, I, the way I was first, when I was first signing up for something that was a recurring donation, it was like $5 a month. It's like, that's what you spend at Starbucks every morning. Like, it seems like it's asking a lot, but you know, when you're in the day, we live in the day of Netflix and all these other things where people are subscribing, ah, nine bucks a month or eight bucks a month for this or that. To, to pay an organization like yours, five, 10, 20, whatever dollars a month. Mm-hmm. It, for for a lot of people, that should just be a no brainer to me. And so, it, I mean, it really does make a difference. That's how we did everything we did last year. Was just from that, you know, five ten dollars at a time. A hundred dollars blows our mind, and we cannot right. believe it's happening. Um, we've had a couple of donors who have, you know, come, one of our donors, our our biggest donors, the Weichel family. Um, they've donated, and they've come came from the Panhandle. They saw what we were doing on the on the channel. Four news, I believe, or Channel Nine news. They came from the Panhandle, and 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 they wanted to donate money. It's amazing. And our biggest donation has been that 
$2,000 check they wrote, awesome. you know, wow. but, um, but it got us through the entire year. So, it, and like I said, if we can just, if we have to continue being volunteer and just doing a food bag at a time, we will do that. But I feel like I'm confident that we will get bigger and we will be able to do more for you these will. kids. And I, I, yep. I just really feel strongly that we're going to be okay. These kids are going to be okay. And we will get the funding to be able to do the work that we want to do with this. Absolutely. I don't think if it wasn't for Sisu, this might be cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> Not cheesy. I don't think I would be where I am. I don't think I would have went back to school. I don't think I would have, I really don't think I would have my own apartment and the support that I have around me. Right. Like, Without them, I couldn't have done all that because I wasn't supported enough. And it started out as just like one person. And then you meet everybody there and everybody just steps in if one person isn't there. You always have somebody to count on no matter who it may be at Sisu. Right. Everybody's just one big family. Like, you need support at times. And especially if you're still in high school, you're thinking about... Um, bills yeah. it, while you're in class. It, and while, that's not uh, while, something you should have to be thinking about while you're in class in high school. No, ever. and especially if it's like you're thinking about bills and you're, here, you're overhearing a conversation about how much their prom dress costs or right. how much their rental car costs or all of that. It's just you want to have somebody to talk to after hearing that. Yes, you do. To Calm, like, just calm your nerves. You're going to get it. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Yes. Don't <laughs> breathe. Don't spaz out on me. <laughs> I spaz a lot. Penny, Penny deals with She's my a sweet spazzers. girl. She's a sweet girl. <laughs> yes, you are. But that, I mean, it keeps me up at night. You'll see me on social media at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, because yeah. I, I, I just, it just... I gotta, I gotta, I gotta help these kids. And then you look them in the eye and you say, "It's gonna happen. We're gonna be okay." But that's that that waiting in the meantime. Yeah. Um, because the kids who don't have the ability to to even go as far in the program as as Tori does, mm -hmm. they're sleeping on the streets or they're sleeping in places. I would prefer they not be sleeping. And right. yeah. and we, um, one of our girls, she's just turned sixteen. Um, she'll be a mom any any day now. Um, and we can't always guarantee she has a place to sleep at night. And I, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around no, it. No, you can't. But we are all in this together. So yeah. the more people that know, and the more people that we can get to build this support structure. And quit so overlooking it. And quit overlooking yeah. it. You're because, exactly right. Because like, we're normal teenage kids, too. Mm -hmm. I like taking yeah. selfies just as much as anyone <laughs> <Right>? else. <laughs> I mean, you can't just... Oh, she's a selfie queen. ...act like uh, homelessness doesn't exist. Because I see it. I want to help people, but I don't have the means to. So mm -hmm. I think that if someone could, they should. Absolutely. So all you kids out there experiencing, yeah. experiencing crisis... Don't know what you're going to do. You know, we see you. We hear you. We know you're out there. And, and we love we're, you. We love you. And we do love you. We're working for you. And um, we're going to be okay. We are. So check out sisuyouth.org. Become a monthly subscriber. Yeah. Help out. Donate. Volunteer your time. Get involved. 
More than likely, I'll be at Sisu. We can take selfies together. There you go. I'm take sure a selfie with Tori. Tori up at the Sisu if you should. Matter of fact, there, that'll yes. be a link on the page. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> selfies with Tori. Selfies, selfies with Tori. It's good. Instagram, here you come. <laughs> you actually are taking a selfie right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank we, you for everything. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank we you for a, having us. You're welcome, guys. We have a it's couple time of, for uh, us to go get McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a couple of, thank you couple for of quick us. housekeeping things for us. Uh, we have to thank Joshua Path for the Youth of Our theme song. I cannot get this right. Thank Joshua Path for the Youth of Our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, available on iTunes, Apple Music, CD Baby, pretty much anywhere on the internet. That was recorded by Kurt PR. Kurt's Kurt's awesome. awesome. And remember, you guys, as you go out on your adventures in Oklahoma City, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, your waitresses, your bartenders. Look up CC Youth. So throw some of that money their way on a monthly basis. Let's take care of everybody. And remember, be nice. And if you're looking to give additional support um, and you like our show, uh, you can always... Go to our webpage. You can follow the link bit.ly slash night. And if you donate to us on a monthly basis, you can be knighted and or, or become a dame. And uh, we do always appreciate your support as well. But um, if you can't support us, definitely look at supporting CSU. Absolutely. Thank so you, Wafty. Support CSU yeah. before us. Yes, I would say. <laughs> That's what we would say. If if support were, if them were, first. If you're thinking about donating to us go to CCU first give the money first oh guys this is awesome no, please do yeah please we come out with a new episode every Monday and you can find us at waftyshow.com that's w-a-f-t-i show.com we're on twitter and instagram at waftyshow facebook.com slash waftyshow soundcloud.com slash waftyshow those are all the ways you can follow us and find out about us subscribe rate comment on iTunes so we'll see you next week thank you ladies so much thank you ladies you're welcome guys Get the whiskey, baby I'll get the wine now